the mercy that we've received. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, if you haven't got a chance to turn there, turn to Luke chapter 1. I want you to read these words uh, before you in God's word, uh, not just hearing them from my lips or from these ladies' lips, um, but uh, appreciative of their willingness to read those scriptures, to hear them. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, they're not named Elizabeth, but one was named Mary. Uh, I probably should have thought about that. Last week we had Gabriel reading. I should have had you read the second one. That wasn't, uh, or, uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, If you've ever received mercy, I mean like, like mercy's mercy, like serious mercy from a parent uh, or from uh, an authoritative figure in life, and you didn't get the punishment that you deserved, very often right after that moment is a a period of extreme thankfulness. And uh, I told you, I confessed a while back that I was pulled over, um, uh, not for doing anything significantly serious. I thought I had done nothing wrong. Um, Turns out I had done something wrong. I wasn't speeding. I didn't run the stop sign that I thought he was pulling me over for running, but my headlight was out. And, you know, as normally happens, the police officer takes your license. Um, Kids, son, this is what happens. Uh, when you get pulled over, they take your license and your registration back to the car, and then they run all your numbers, and normally they come back and say, okay, you know, need you to sign here. I've written you a ticket for this amount. And I fully expected that and was really frustrated, and yet when he said, I'm just going to give you a warning today. I really want you to go get that headlight taken care of. I was so thankful. At the end of that day, I just was so thankful that I didn't have another $200 ticket that I had to pay for, that I had to go take care of, this, that, or the other. I was so thankful, wanted to bless the man, bless you, sir, bless the womb that bore you, like they said to Jesus in the gospel, I I honor you, I want to all but worship you, you know, like, thank you for this blessing. So kids, I've seen this as a parent. I know uh, I've experienced it from my parents when I was a kid. When you know that you should be getting time out, discipline, spanking, whatever it is, and you don't get it, oftentimes it wells up in you this eruption of, of thankfulness. And thank you, mama. Thank you, dada. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Uh, this is what's happening in Elizabeth and, and Mary's life. The mercy that they have received from the Lord, and, and, and beyond just mercy, mercy is re- not receiving that which you deserve, not receiving the just punishment that they deserve, but receiving even more than that, grace. Receiving something that they don't deserve, Uh, this blessing of uh, a child in both of their lives, one of them in their old age uh, being barren for decades, the the other having the child of the Lord uh, in her, being a virgin herself. Not only have they received mercy, 
They've received grace, as is, was told by uh, the angel when the angel Gabriel called Mary, O favored one, uh, O one who has received not only mercy but grace in this moment. They were erupting with praise. And that's what we want to just look at this, this morning together. Uh, at a high level, not in detail necessarily at every specific word that they said, but look at a high level and just see not only the mercy that they received, but the response to that mercy, which was praise. So if you have your Bible and looking uh, with me together, just two points for you to uh, jot down this morning. The first one for us is, blessed are those who believe in the Word of God. Blessed are those who believe in the Word of God. It says, in those days, those days being about the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, um, probably the first, first day, first week uh, of Mary's pregnancy. As soon as the angel Gabriel came to her, in those days, she was off. She arose. She went with haste. Uh, that word always reminds me of um, the, the story of the Israelites when they were in Egypt, and the Lord said, with haste for them to, to leave. Don't put leaven in your bread and have to wait for it to rise. Leave now eating unleavened bread at that Passover night. So when the, the Lord's deliverance comes upon you, you go. Well, when this deliverer had been upon her, she was to go, and to go with haste. She could not hold this to herself. And so she goes to the hill country, which uh, I learned in, in my seminary class was about 80 to 100 miles from where they were at. So... Pregnant mamas or formerly pregnant mamas, uh, imagine that. You know, like, no complaints anymore. You know, like, 80 to 100 mile journey on foot, maybe donkey, um, going in. The, you, you remember? I don't remember, but I remember when Joy was in her first trimester and, and the sickness and the, the nausea that you're feeling. You want to travel 80 to 100 miles. Uh, feeling nauseous and sick. But to Mary, there, there was no question. This is what she had to do. And she had to go to, to Mary's house to share with her the, the good news of great joy that she had received. Because remember, Mary had been told by Gabriel that Elizabeth was also with child. So Mary knew that Elizabeth was with child, but Elizabeth does not know that Mary's with child, and Mary has to go and, and share this good news. And so it says that she went down to this town of Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And in verse 41, it says, When Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. The baby jumped literally for joy, it says later in verse 44, in her womb. Only you mothers of 
uh, of a, a child who's been in your womb for six months knows what that feels like. But I imagine this was like times 10. Uh, John the Baptist himself being filled with the Holy Spirit gave a kick full of Holy Spirit power in this moment to be able to say that something special has arrived, something divine even has arrived in our presence. Pay attention to what is greeting you and coming through this door in that moment. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting, the Mary leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, not only was her son John, as was prophesied by the angel, filled with the Spirit, but Elizabeth herself now filled with the Holy Spirit. If you're reading through Luke 1 this Christmas season, notice the, the moments that the Holy Spirit fills individuals. And you can see God's divine activity all over this chapter in a season when the Holy Spirit was not gifted to all believers, uh, all of God's children. But the Holy Spirit entered and, and acted uh, doing specific jobs for God the Father and, and revealing God the Father in specific ways, in specific moments, and in specific times. And this is one of those times. Elizabeth herself being filled with the Holy Spirit was able to discern by the Spirit um, even before Mary told her what, was, what had happened to her. Just another sign that this was all of the Lord. This was a God thing that was happening. Elizabeth filled with the Holy Spirit. She exclaimed with a loud cry. Look in verse 42. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why is this granted to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Elizabeth herself had received the mercy of the Lord and, and, and had been shown even more than just mercy and not giving her what she deserves for her sins, but had been given grace and had been given a child in her old age, in her final years. And not only that, now she was being visited by Mary whom had the Son of God in her womb. And she says, why? I, I don't deserve this. Why am I receiving this mercy? Why am I receiving this, this grace? Who am I? I? I don't deserve any of this. And her response to recognizing who God was and recognizing who she was at the same time, recognizing that she'd received mercy and she'd received grace, her response was praise. Her response was, bless you and bless your child that, that the Lord has given you. This uh, word for blessing is not as if uh, Elizabeth herself had something that she could then bless Mary with or even bless the Christ child with herself. It was a passive blessing, a blessing in which she was asking the Lord to bless Mary and asking the Lord to bless and speaking good words uh, of, of praise and honor upon 
Mary and, and Jesus. And, and not only was it passive, asking for the Lord's blessing and, and speaking these good words upon, but it, it was in the, it's in the perfect tense, meaning not only now, but forevermore. Bless you and bless the, the child of your womb. It, it's the, the word that I've mentioned even recently um, that, that we use for a eulogy at a funeral to speak a, a, a good word, a eulogos, a good word upon. Normally we do that at a funeral, but here Elizabeth's doing it at a birth, speaking a good word upon Mary and upon this child, praising um, God for what God had done in their life. And she herself realizing that she's undeserving of this mercy, undeserving of this grace, undeserving of the salvation that she's received, undeserving of the gift of a child that she's received. And she goes on in verse 44, For behold, when the sound of your greeting came into my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. She specifically says leaped for joy and emphatically says it was for joy. It wasn't just, as we said last week, uh, circumstantial. It wasn't just coincidence. It was God's providence that this child leaped for joy. It was because of who the child was uh, as the Holy Spirit had revealed it, it to her. And she goes on in verse 45, we see... That word, at least in English, repeated again, but here it's a, a different Greek word. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Blessed is she, listen, who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. It's from this verse where I chose to bring this point out that you would jot down, that we would remember together, blessed are those who believe in the word of the Lord. And this word is different. This blessed is different from the first two blesseds uh, earlier on. This word is the, the Greek word makaria. And here this word is meaning happiness and well-being that comes from faith in the Lord and faith in what the Lord has said. This word, this blessed, is the, the same blessed that is used by Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 or uh, later on in Luke chapter 6, I think, in Luke's gospel, where he would go on to say, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And blessed are those who do this, for they will receive this. And blessed are those, and blessed are those. This is the word that Jesus chose to use there. Happy are those. And, and well-being towards those who have believed in the word of the Lord, who have mourned over their sin, who who will rejoice later on. Blessed are those. This is the word that Elizabeth uses here, 
knowing good and well that she had already pronounced a good word from the Lord upon Mary and the Christ child. Now here she's saying, enjoy the blessing uh, that you receive and that all receive from believing in the word of the Lord. She, She says, happy are you who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord, from the word of the Lord that Gabriel gave to her. Mary believed it, believed it so much so that she immediately left with haste to come and to share that with Elizabeth. What a, what a honor for Elizabeth to be able to not only witness Mary uh, early on in that time, but to be able to respond in praise and to be able to respond in enjoy uh, as well, not only her, but her son responding in joyful praise as well. And the same ought to be true of us. The same ought to be true of us who have heard these words of the Lord, the, the good news of the gospel, who have recognized who God is and have recognized who we are, how holy and righteous Uh, and uh, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent our God is, our Heavenly Father is, and how none of those things we are. And yet, in, in the midst of that gulf between the Lord and between us, God Himself sent Christ to take the punishment that we deserve. For us to imagine standing before the Lord, sinful as we are, holy as He is, knowing that we rightly deserve punishment, and yet knowing that Christ Himself has stood in the gap, has not only stood in the gap and absorbed the wrath that we deserve, but is now our mediator and intercessor. Uh, He who had begun a good work in us is also finishing it, bringing it to completion, We have Christ on our behalf. And if we've received that mercy, our response ought to be praise. Bless you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And blessed are all of those who have believed these things. Happy are those. Joyful are those. Well-being have those who have put their faith and trust in this Lord, who have received this mercy, who have received this grace. This is what the Lord has for us. This is what we ought to have back for the Lord. Like me before the cop, like a child before a parent saying, thank you, bless you. So is Elizabeth praising. So ought we to to praise the Lord. This same phrase was used by a woman who was in a crowd And when Jesus was there with them, this woman spoke up later on in Luke, Luke chapter 11, verse 27, and said, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast that which you nursed. But listen to what Jesus said. But Jesus said, Blessed rather are those who fear the word of God and keep it. You don't have to be Mary to um, 
in your womb, host the Christ child to enjoy the blessing of the Lord. That, that was the blessing for one woman for all of eternity. And yet, because she did, we all can enjoy that blessing if we would respond to the word of the Lord like Mary respond to the word of the Lord. That's what Christ is saying. This woman wanted to set apart Mary and to bless Mary in, in, in a way maybe wrongly that she had done. And, and Jesus says, this blessing is for everyone. This happiness and joy is for everyone who would believe the good news of the gospel, the word of the Lord. And not only just believe it, but obey it, follow it, live it, live in accordance with it. And so we, we ought to respond rightly like, like Jesus respond, responded to this woman. That we would respond in praise to the Lord, first and foremost, for the good news of great joy that should be for all people. That God had sent a Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord, to save us. And, and when we receive the mercy that is available to us from Christ, we respond in praise. After mercy, praise. Not only did Elizabeth respond rightly there, but Mary responded rightly in verse 46. This being the famous Magnificat, uh, which is the Latin uh, translation of the word magnifies that we see there in verse 46. And here, not only do we note from Elizabeth's praise that blessed are those who believe in the word of the Lord, uh, the word of God, but blessed here in this section are those who rejoice in the God of the Word. Blessed are those who rejoice in the Word of God, but also blessed are those who rejoice in the God of the Word. And this is whom Mary turns to praise in her Magnificat. In verse 46, as soon as Elizabeth had finished what she was speaking, Mary returned thanks to the Lord. My soul, she says, magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Magnifies, rejoices, prays, worships, glorifies God. All of these words showing what our right response to mercy and grace ought to be. And she, she says, For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. He has shown mercy to me. He's shown grace to me. Mary quoting, if not alluding to, um, Hannah's words from 1 Samuel chapter 1 when she received a gift from the Lord, a child when she was barren and gave thanks to the Lord and magnified the Lord in her song later on in Samuel. She explains and says, For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. All generations will, will call me favored one, will speak good words over me. But she is pointing the ultimate magnification, the ultimate rejoicing, the ultimate praise to the Lord, not to her. Not to her for being 
anything special. She herself confessing, I'm the humble servant of the Lord. You looked on my humble, undeserving state. There's nothing special about me, Mary says. All praise, all honor, all glory is to be to you. You came and saved me. You not only saved me, one of your children, but you gave this gift to me so that all who would repent and believe can be saved. And then she says, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Why? For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. She doesn't begin here to say how deserving she was of this. She doesn't pull out her resume and and begin to say how much she deserved this and why God chose her over Elizabeth in this moment. There's no competing. There's no comparing. Even when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, there was, and, and, and the good news that Elizabeth had to tell Mary, not knowing that Mary already knew, not even did Elizabeth begin to share her own story, but praise. And, and here, Mary's not comparing her story with Elizabeth's competing with her or anything like that, saying, I don't deserve this. I, I'm undeserving. He has done great things for me. Holy is his name, meaning I've not done great things. I'm unholy myself. And, and not only that, one of the things I love in this song is found in verse 50. Not only has Mary received mercy, salvation from her sin, not getting what she deserves, but grace, favor from the Lord, being able to host the Christ child in her womb, and, and she responds in praise, but she goes a whole another step beyond that and saying that this mercy that I've received is for anyone who would receive it themselves. Look in verse 50. She, she has received such mercy from the Lord like a child might receive from a parent going back to the brothers and sisters saying, I got mercy. You can get mercy too. Just repent, you know. Just repent of your sins. Mom and dad got mercy in there somewhere. They can give it. Mary says to all who would read her song later, from generation to generation, verse 50, and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. Guess what? That includes us. The mercy that Mary had received and was praising the Lord for she was saying, it's for all who would fear the Lord, believe the word of the Lord, and believe the, the Lord of the word. This mercy that she had received was proclaiming, evangelizing, um, sharing with anyone who would read or hear her song later that they too can receive that mercy. And you too, if, you've, if you haven't already received this mercy of the Lord, Hear Mary saying to you, His mercy is for you as well. If you would 
Fear him. Worship him. Stand in awe of who he is, his holy name, his great and mighty hand. Recognizing your own sinfulness before him. And just look at what, how mercy is described in 51 and through the rest of her song. Look at these great reversals. As Mary said uh, just a, bit, a minute ago, great things he has done for me. This, this mighty arm that has reversed her situation can reverse your situation as well and has reversed many of our situations Look in verse 51. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. And he's brought down the mighty from their thrones, those who were mighty in their own eyes. And instead, he's exalted those of humble estate. Same word that she used to describe herself. The reversal there, that the proud will be brought down, the humble will be exalted. Not because of their own doing, not because of karma, but because of who this God is. This God who is mighty and has done great things and holy is His name. She goes on in verse 53, look at these reversals. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich He has sent away empty. He's helped his servant Israel. How has he helped them? In helping them to remember his mercy. Church, Christian, remember the mercy of God. And and in remembering the mercy of God again this morning, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, you would be helped this morning to, to be encouraged and challenged to praise the Lord. He has helped his servant Israel in the remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Mary goes evangelistic in the last part of her song here, calling all to receive the same mercy that she has received by believing in the God of the Word. And they too would be able to enjoy the blessedness that is only found through faith in Jesus Christ. This is the same God that was ministering to the people of the Old Testament, the same God who has made himself known in the New Testament, specifically in the incarnation. And it's the same God who is making himself known through not only Christ, but through the body of Christ, his church now. Not only in churches like this, proclaiming the word of God, singing the word of God, praying the word of God, but as we are sent out to be the church in the world, you speaking to those like Mary spoke to those who would read her song, his mercy is for you as well, neighbor. His mercy is for you as well, co-worker. When you gather together for Christmas, His mercy is for you too, family member and friend. The same mercy that I've received is available to you as well. What is our response to this mercy that we've received? 
I imagine when you recognize the mercy that was available to you from the Lord, recognizing how holy he was and how sinful you were, when you recognize that for the first time and your eyes were opened, your heart was made afresh, you heard it anew through unstopped uh, ears, you probably responded in, in repentance, confession, mourning over the sin um, that you had sinned, you know, realizing for the first time against the Lord, responded not only in repentance but praise. But oh, how quickly we can forget to be sorrowful over our sinful state. And oh, how quickly we can forget to praise the Lord in response to His mercy. Oh, how quickly we can begin to think, I deserved it. I was better than my neighbor. I was better than my coworker. I'm, my family's better than that family. And, and rather than praise, we think we, we deserve this. We deserve forgiveness. We deserve blessing that we're receiving. Christian, you don't. You don't. I don't. None of us do. Standing before the Lord, we all need His mercy. We all need His grace. And our lives are to be uh, lives of worship, lives of praise, lives of honor and glory and magnifying God, not ourselves. We can't tell enough people how great our God is and how sinful we are, and yet He has made a way for us to be reunited with Him forever in eternity through Jesus Christ. That ought to be the song of praise on our lips. So, point of application this week, go write your own song. Go write your own Magnificat. How you magnify the Lord. How you are going to praise the Lord having received the mercy of the Lord, write your own poem. Write your own song. Speak it to your family. Speak it to your neighbors. Speak it to anyone whom you would have the opportunity to, to speak these things to. This is the opportunity that we're given to be able to speak of the goodness and the greatness of our God, to speak of the mercy and the grace that we have in our Savior, Jesus Christ, to be able to praise Him, magnify Him, rejoice in Him, worship Him, glorify Him in all that we do. Um, one who did this well was a man named Ambrose. And, and Ambrose, you would learn in, in church history, lived in the 300s, and his father was a governing official in Germany, and, um, and so he grew up in an authoritative household and was sent off to school in Milan to follow in his father's footsteps, and that he did. He became a governing official in Milan himself, um, and yet in, at that time while he was ruling, the bishop of Milan died, and there was a empty office there. Uh, now, now consider governing office, political office versus church office. 
um, not the jump um, in your professional career that you would nece necessarily want to make. And yet, um, there became this great dispute um, between a group of people called the Arians who did not believe in the deity, deity of Christ and, and those who did believe in the deity of Christ. And yet, because Ambrose was such a good governing official, he, and, and yet himself a non-Arian believing in the deity of Christ, the, the divinity of the Christ child, even the Arians wanted him to be their bishop. We, the, both sides of this wanted him to leave his political uh, position and come to be pastor and to come and, and do that. Well, the, the Arians uh, didn't realize what they were going to get when he came in because he made, made it a point of his life to highlight the divinity of Christ um, by giving up his governing realm to be a man who was committed to writing songs of praise, poems of praise, plenty of his own magnificats, if you will, because he recognized the deity and divinity of the Christ child. Um, some we would know well and sing often uh, in the greater and lesser doxologies, uh, Gloria in Excelsis Deo, and things like that. And, and Ambrose wrote um, this poem that I want to read for us in our closing this morning that highlights the divinity of the Christ child, that that makes a point to show the, the special moment that we have to look backwards to in the incarnation. Ambrose wrote this poem, this song called The Savior of the Nations Come. It says, Savior of the Nations Come, Virgin's Son, here make thy home. Marvel now, O heaven and earth, that the Lord chose such a birth. Not by human flesh and blood, by the Spirit of our God, was the Word of God made flesh, woman's offspring pure and fresh. Wondrous birth, O wondrous child, of the virgin undefiled, though by all the world disowned, still to be in heaven enthroned. From the Father forth he came, and returneth to the same, captive leading death and hell, high the song of triumph swell. Though the Father's only Son hast o'er sin the victory won, boundless shall thy kingdom be, when shall we its glory see? Bright, brightly doth thy manger shine, Glorious is its light divine. Let not sin or cloud its light. Ever be our faith thus bright. Praise to God, the Father sing. Praise to God, the Son, our King. Praise to God, the Spirit be ever and eternally. After mercy, praise. Let's pray. Father, I ask that you would 
renew and refresh in our hearts an attitude of praise for those of us who have received mercy, not getting what we deserve. And even above that, receiving grace, receiving that which we do not deserve, to be called your sons and your daughters. Having received mercy, having received grace, may we praise and find that there is blessing in those who believe the word of the Lord. And would we return blessing and praise to the God of the word. God, I pray that you, as you have done in many of our eyes and hearts and minds and ears, that this morning you would open the eyes, the ears, the minds of some who have yet to receive your mercy. And that you would till the heart of their, the soil of their heart to hear the seed of your word this morning. To believe upon the word of the Lord. That all who repent and believe will be saved. That all who confess their sin and believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ will receive mercy, will receive grace. Having looked for mercy, having looked for grace in so many corners of this world and found that there is none that lasts, God, I pray that some would find your mercy and your grace that lasts forever sufficient this morning that they would repent of their sins and believe upon you. And in that moment, feel the blessing, the happiness, the well-being that there is only in you. And return that blessing and praise of good word back to you. God, may we, as your children, not just respond in praise this morning as Graham leads us to rightly respond in song, but may we leave this place responding in worship that everything that we would do will be done to honor and glorify you. That we too would, like Mary, say that this mercy and this grace is available for all who fear him. All nations, all tribes, all tongues, all languages, all generations. God, may we see a, a new group emerge who receive your mercy in our life and welcome them into the family of God. And so God, move among us. As you've moved and shown your mercy and grace to us in the past, would you do it again? Would you do it as your church goes out to be the church in the world with the word of God on our lips and the praise of the God of the word on our lips as well? We ask and pray in Jesus' name, amen.